body here with us this coming next week and the week after. All our children are going back to school and colleges. We as parents and as the body of Christ, we want to pray over them and bless them that God's grace may rest upon them. Our children, the next generation, they are the promises of God. Praise the Lord. Every one of them holds God's precious promises. God's divine design concerning them will continue to unfold. Praise the Lord. Every one of them are unique. Praise God. And God's calling upon them is also unique. God has great plans and purpose for them. We as parents and teachers and leaders of the church, our prayer for them is that they will continue on the track of God's word and they will reach their destiny without being derailed or detoured by the enemy. Our next generation face great challenges in their lives. There is cultural conflict, there is ideological conflict, theological conflict, and conflict from every arenas that the enemy shoots into their life. But amidst all these things, if they are insulated by the word of God, and they are covered by the blood of Jesus, and they are kept by the power of the Lord Jesus, praise the Lord, every one of them will succeed. Praise God. We want every one of their names to be written in the Lamb's book of life. And their eternity to be secured. Praise God. Let none be lost. That should be our prayer. As they go through our Sunday school system, as they go through CSK, as they go through the Awana clubs, it's our prayer that every one of them will be equipped to become what God has called them out to be. Praise the Lord. So we want all the students who are going back to school or college next week or the week after, would you kindly rise? If you're going back to school next week or the week after, please rise. Okay, we're going to pray for them. I want every parent, every teacher here in this in this in this hall to stretch forth your hands towards our children we are praying together we are asking for God's blessings to be upon our children we are asking for God's grace to be upon our children and God's goodness to rest upon them father we bring our next generation into your hands we thank you because they are precious in your sight they are books that are waiting to be written there are promises that are waiting to be unfolded. There are promises that will become reality in the future. Father, they are the divine design of heaven. And we commit every one of them into your hand. Every boy, every girl into your hands. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would seal them with your spirit, O oh Father. We plead the blood of Jesus upon them, Father. Fill them with wisdom, knowledge, understanding, insight, and foresight. Above everything else, we pray that the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One, which brings understanding, will be upon our children, O oh God. We pray that every one of them 
will be grounded in God's word. We pray that every one of their names will be written in the Lamb's book of life. And every one of them will grow up to be men and women of God. We pray that there will be a cause of pride to their homes. A blessing to their homes. A blessing to this church. Blessing to our community. Blessing to their nations, O oh Father. We bless them in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would insulate them from all kinds of arm, all kinds of evil, all kinds of evil influence, all kinds of corruption and contamination that the world can do, bring in their hearts and in their minds, O oh Father. Insulate them with your spirit and your word. Father, I pray that your goodness will rest upon them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. The CSK leaders can take them to their spots. Praise God. All right, guys, you can march now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, CSK leaders, for your labor of love. We appreciate it, and God bless you. We are looking, going to look into God's word, and I want you to read from Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 7. Today's message is titled, What's Holding You Back? What's Holding You Back? Praise God. Acts 19, 1 to 7. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about twelve in all. Father, we thank you for your word. Speak into our lives. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in Jesus' name, and we proclaim victory here. They overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. Today we overcame every resistance to your word, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. What's holding you back? Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, what's holding you back? Praise the Lord. It depends, right? But here, today we will continue with our theme, but the subtitle is, what's holding you back? Praise God. What unfolds before us? is Paul in his third missionary journey he finds himself in Ephesus and we see that he finds a group of believers 
and he poses this question. What is the question? Have you received the Holy Spirit after you have believed? Praise the Lord. What do you think made Paul pose such a question? Praise the Lord. There are different ways you can address issues. Praise God. One is the way Paul poses it. He is posing a question. Praise God. Have you learned the tactics of Jesus? When people came to Jesus, they would ask him question. One way Jesus would respond to question was by asking another question. Praise the Lord. Asking another question. Here, Paul looks at these believers and he poses a question to them. What do you think made Paul ask such a question? How important is this question? Have you ever posed this question to anyone in your lifetime? Praise God. When Paul looked at these believers, the Bible identifies them as disciples. Praise the Lord. He saw something in them, perhaps dull and dryness. Probably he saw kind of lifelessness in them. And that causes Paul to ask this question. Praise the Lord. After believing, have you received the Holy Spirit? Why? Because when the Holy Spirit comes into a person, or when a person is baptized by the Holy Spirit, everything about that person changes. There is a dramatic change in them. And Paul himself who had experienced that baptism of the Holy Spirit in his life, when he looked at these disciples who were disciplined, he found that there was something missing in them. The Spirit of God brings within us a vibrancy. The Spirit of God brings within us a robust kind of life. The Holy Spirit, when you and I are empowered by the Holy Spirit, it shows in our ministry. It shows in our conduct. It shows in our disposition. Praise the Lord. Because what takes over us is a supernatural power. And so Paul, when he looked at his disciples, he realized that there was something lacking in them. Praise the Lord. Oh, how we pray that we will become people who would have the audacity to pose such questions which will lead people into the fullness, into the optimum kind of life that God wants every believer to experience. Praise the Lord. Sometime, uh, sometimes I believe that we live in a cultural context 
where people don't want to challenge others. We live in a context where people feel what's good for you is good for you. What's good for me is good for me. I don't want to bug you. I don't want you to bug me. That might be a good concept on a worldly terms. But as believers, God wants all of us to experience the fullness of the spirit. And the reason God equips the body of Christ is so that we can minister to each other's need. Praise the Lord. The Lord has adorned the body of Christ with various gifts, with empowerments and grace. The reason is not that we bask in glory, not that we live in the limelight. The purpose God has equipped the body of Christ is so that we can minister to each other's need. Praise the Lord. My strength becomes a venue or a platform for me to minister to the body of Christ. Likewise, the grace that God has adorned you with, the gifts that God has given you, it is given so that you in turn can minister to the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. As emissaries of Jesus Christ, as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, who are empowered by the Holy Spirit, propelled by the power of God. Hallelujah. Words which are raised by the Spirit of God. Like Paul said, we do not come to you with enticing words of wisdom, but rather we came to you with a demonstration of the power of God. Hallelujah. The Lord wants every believer to move with a demonstration of the power of God. Whether it's serving, whether it's administering, whether it's preaching, whether it's teaching, if the power of the Holy Spirit is on you, praise God, the ministry of God's word, the ministry of the Spirit of God brings forth the demonstration of the power of God in various realms. The demonstration is seen in transformation of life. The demonstration is seen in the unveiling of the promises of God. The demonstration is seen in the anointing that is released by the power of the word of God. The demonstration is seen when lives are changed, redirected into the will of God. God wants every believer to be empowered. This is not an elite club. This is not exclusive to some, but it's for everyone. Praise the Lord. So those who have been empowered should be concerned about people who have not had that experience. Praise the Lord. Think about it. Think about our own lives. The lives before we were empowered by the Holy Spirit and after we were empowered by the Holy Spirit. There is definitely, there is a change. There is definitely a transformation that takes place. If that's the case, when you look around the body of Christ and you see whether it's young ones, little ones, middle-aged ones or older ones who are not moving in that power, who are living a defeated kind of life. You and I should be concerned enough 
to encourage them. Praise the Lord. To pose questions that would motivate them, that would make them think that the power of the Holy Spirit is absolutely important for us to become everything that God wants us to be. Praise God. Hallelujah. We want to be Christians who are alive, kicking, and active. Praise the Lord. Don't kick each other. Praise the Lord. But what are we saying when we say kicking? Life, full of life. We want to be believers who are full of life, who is willing to do what God wants us to do. So Paul poses this question. Praise the Lord. We need to ask ourselves this question. We need to ask our congregation, our loved ones, these questions. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, obviously the response is, I gave my heart to Jesus and the Holy Spirit indwells me. Yes or no? Yes, absolutely right. Praise the Lord. But when we study the scripture, there is simultaneously an another experience where you and I can be baptized by the Holy Spirit, empowered to do his will. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, Look at the response of these believers. It's very, very important to see the response of these believers. Praise God. They were candid and they said, what are you talking about? You know, we never heard about anything as the Holy Spirit. And so what we see is Apostle Paul ministers to them and we see the ministry of Paul leads them to water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And thereafter, we see Paul lays his hands upon them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Every one of them started speaking in tongues and the Bible said they started prophesying. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you scan the pages of the Acts of the Apostles, we see the early church, we see that the early church gave importance to tarry and to be baptized by the Holy Spirit as Jesus himself promised. Praise the Lord. When we take into consideration the blessings and the benefits that are attached to be baptized and thereby being filled with the Holy Spirit over and over again, you cannot underestimate the blessing and the benefits that comes by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. When you check the scriptures, we see the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a one-time experience, but the infilling of the Holy Spirit is an ongoing experience that the scripture says. Now, when you study the scripture, you will find the evidence of one being baptized by the Holy Spirit, the physical, external, visible evidence of one being filled with the Holy Spirit was speaking in tongues. There are ample of examples in the Acts of the Apostle itself. Chapter 2, the 120 were filled with the Holy Spirit and they started speaking in tongues. Chapter 10, Cornelius, everybody in his home, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were baptized by the Holy Spirit. 
and they heard them speaking in tongues. Chapter 19, Paul lays his hands upon his disciples. They were baptized by the Holy Spirit, and they started speaking in tongues. Apostle Paul, in his experience, Acts chapter 9, verse 17, 18, 1 Corinthians 14, 18. Even though we see that the term that he was started speaking in tongues is not referred to in the, in the books of the Acts. In 1 Corinthians 14, 18, he says, I thank God I speak with tongues more than you all. Praise the Lord. When the Samaritan believers in chapter 8 received the Spirit, there was something that a sorcerer like Simon could see as a supernatural manifestation. Praise the Lord. In the light of all these experiences that are recorded in the Acts of the Apostles, we can safely come to conclusion that speaking in tongues is an evidence of an individual baptized by the Holy Spirit and an on ongoing infilling of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you take into consideration the blessings that comes by being baptized by the Holy Spirit and an ongoing infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, we need to give premium to this because we understand that there is a tremendous devotional value that this gift bestows upon all those who are baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Of all the nine gifts that are mentioned in 1 Corinthians, tongues are primarily addressed to God in prayer and praise. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When I start praising God, I can use my vocabulary, whatever I know. I can use English. I can use Malayalam. I can use Spanish. I can use Hindi, whatever I know. But pretty soon... I'm going to run out of what? Praise the Lord. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, you have a supernatural tongue that is addressed to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When I run out of my vocabulary, there is a language that is given to me that is addressed to God in prayer and in praise. Praise God. When we say holy, holy, holy and realize that my words, my vocabulary is insufficient to give praise to the one who is exalted above all. Praise God. One who is king forever. One who is holy forever. I need that heavenly empowerment to give him the praise that is due unto his name, praise God, hallelujah, because Paul says, those who speak in tongues, speaks to God, speaks mysteries, and edifies himself, praise the Lord. But we do want to pose a clause, a caution here. One should never measure anyone's spirituality based on tongues, Neither should anyone use tongues as a measuring tool to evaluate someone's spirituality. Because Paul says it is possible to speak in tongues and not have, not have love. 
Praise the Lord. So both are equally important. There must be a balance between the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. There ought to be a balance between the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. See, gifts are something that is given to us. Praise the Lord. It's not based on our quality. It's not based on our merit. It is a gift that is given to us. But fruit is something that needs to be cultivated in our lives. Praise the Lord. When we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, when we yield ourselves to the Word of God, praise the Lord, the fruits of the Spirit are cultivated in our lives. So there ought to be gifts and there ought to be fruits. We need both to live a life that brings glory to His name. It is interesting that there are so many in the body of Christ who takes this very lightly. Takes what? The baptism of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. There are so many in the body of Christ that takes this lightly. And today we want to look into four reasons why people who are in the body of Christ People who are saved and baptized, who are sealed by the Holy Spirit, takes this very lightly. So four reasons we are going to present within the short time that we have. Number one, uninformed or being ignorant of it. The best example is the 12 disciples in chapter 19. They were not aware of it. Praise the Lord. They were not aware of it. They were not aware of it because we see their baptism was the baptism of John the Baptist, baptism unto repentance. They did not even hear the word of Holy Spirit because when baptism is administered according to Jesus, it is administered in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when they said that we have not even heard of the, the term Holy Spirit, Paul's next question was, then what kind of baptism did you take? Now, theirs is a very unique situation. But there are many in the body of Christ who have heard the term Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, yet they do not make it important enough in their life to be baptized by the Spirit. Because their understanding about this is, not, is limited. So the reason that we are looking into this is so that number one, we have a proper understanding about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the benefit and the blessing that one can acquire by being baptized by the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. See, when we are not informed, even though we are part of the body of Christ, we, are, we cannot get everything that God wants us to experience in our life. Case in point, from history, in mid-1800s, D.L. Moody had a church in Chicago. He was using a rented place, and Moody was content and satisfied with the church that he had. But there were two elderly ladies in his church. One was 
Auntie Cook, and the other was Mrs. Snow. These two elderly ladies, they had the experience of the baptism in the Holy Spirit uh, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. They went up to their pastor, D.L. Moody, and told them, listen, we are praying so that you will be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Praise the Lord. This is what genuine, authentic concern is. Praise the Lord. It's not just what you say, it's how you say. Praise the Lord. And all of us need to learn the art of not just saying what we want to say, we need to learn the art of saying the right way. In Paul's language, it is speaking the truth in love. Praise the Lord. It's not easy. Try to practice it. Praise the Lord. Sometimes we speak the truth, but there is no love. Sometimes it's all love, but no truth. Both has to be balanced. So these two elderly ladies go up to D.L. Moody and tell them, Pastor, we are praying that you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, Moody's theology was something else. Moody tactfully, he just cut himself out of that conversation by saying, I believe I have everything that the Holy Spirit needs to give me from the day that I was saved. Now that did not discourage or dissuade these two elderly ladies. They kept praying for Moody. Till one day, Moody started reading the Acts of the Apostle. And he realized there was something missing in his life and in his ministry. Moody was big enough to swallow the lump in his throat. The lump of what? Pride. Come to these two elderly ladies and tell them, listen, I've been thinking what you've been saying. I want to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Would you pray with me? Praise the Lord. It takes a lot of humility to come and ask for prayer. Praise the Lord. While a lot of people say a lot of things about prayer, when you point where what your need is, it takes humility. And Moody started praying with these ladies. Praise the Lord. Nothing happened. Moody was called to England to preach in England. And he was coming to New York City. From New York City, he was ready to board a ship that would take him to England. And as he was walking through the streets of New York City, R.A. Tory, in his book, Why God Used D.L. Moody, he says this, and I'm going to quote this. He was, Moody was walking up Wall Street in New York, and in the midst of the bustle and hurry of that city, his prayers were answered. His prayer was not answered in the prayer hall, but on the streets of New York City. The power of God fell upon him as he walked up the street and he, and he had to hurry off to the house of a friend and ask that he might have a room by himself. And in that room, he stayed alone for hours. And the Holy Spirit came upon him in power, filling his soul with such joy that at last he had to ask God to withhold his hand. 
lest he die on the spot from the very joy. He went out from that place with the power of the Holy Ghost upon him. And when he got to London, the power of God wrought upon him mightily in North London and hundreds were added to the church. End quote. Praise the Lord. What are we saying? Sometimes we think we know it all. Praise the Lord. When we are willing to align ourselves with anything that the scripture says, regardless of how long we've been in ministry, how long we've been a child of God, how long we've been a believer, when we align ourselves to what's written in the scripture and say, Lord, there is something missing in me. I need everything that you have for a son, a daughter, a child of God that I am. Praise God. God is faithful to fill, to fill our souls and fill our lives with the blessing that he has promised. Praise the Lord. So number one is being uninformed or being ignorant. When it is brought to our attention, you and I should have the humility to yield ourselves to the Lord. Listen, God is God. He's a sovereign God. He can orchestrate events in our life in such a manner that he can bring a little child to tell the truth to us. Or he can bring an elderly person in the body of Christ to bring the truth to us. You and I should be conditioned and seasoned to receive what God has to speak into our lives. Whether it is coming from a little one or it's coming from an elderly person. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Moody was in a place willing to receive even though in the beginning he was reluctant to show, show them off by using tactics. Praise the Lord. The second thing is fear. And I have touched this before, so I don't want to spend too much time here. There is a fear factor in the body of Christ. What is a fear factor? When I ask for the Holy Spirit, will the Lord give me something else? People are afraid because they are not able to understand. We need to understand the person of Christ, praise the Lord, the personality of Christ and the promises of Christ, praise the Lord. When we immerse ourselves in the scripture, we will realize something. Jesus makes it very clear without any ambiguity. What is it that Jesus says in Luke? He says, listen, if we ask for fish, he will give us fish. If we ask for bread, he will give us bread. If we ask for egg, he will give us egg. He's arguing saying, if you being evil fathers, if you know how to give good gifts, don't you think our heavenly father will fulfill, he will not give you anything else. Rather, the scripture says he gives the Holy Spirit in what? In? In abundant measure. Praise the Lord. Let me run on. See, another one of the traits or attributes of the Lord is, is good. Praise the Lord. James puts it like this in James 1.16. Every good and perfect gifts comes from above. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. In him there is no variation. He does not change like shifting shadows. James is drawing our attention to our heavenly Father. 
he's saying that his gifts are good gifts. Do you know why it's good gifts? Because he's a good God. Praise the Lord. Good God gives only good gifts. There is not an iota of evil in him. He's a good God. He's the father of heavenly lights. In him there is no variation. Meaning, he's an immutable God. Immutable God means he's an unchanging God. He does not have mood swings. One day he doesn't say one way. And the other day he doesn't say something else. He is consistent in his dealings with us. And every one of his gifts are good gifts. Praise the Lord. So a good father, a good God will only give good gifts. And the gift of the Holy Spirit that comes from him is as good as he is because he is God. Amen. 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 Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. He's a giver of good gifts. Praise the Lord. Let me move on. The third reason that people normally shy away from the baptism of the Holy Spirit is they look at people and say, hey, I don't see no fruit in them. Praise the Lord. Listen, you're going to find a lot of Christians with failures, with weakness, with faltering, you might find a lot of Christians. But don't measure the gift of God. Praise the Lord. Don't measure the gift of God based on man's frailty. Praise the Lord. Men may falter. Praise the Lord. God doesn't. Quite often we look at people and say there is no fruit in him. It is True, it might be true. But don't ever look at the gift that God gives and try to qualify it based on the weakness of people. Praise the Lord. When we do that, what happens is we are undermining what God wants to do in our lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen. There are people around us. Just look at us, ourselves. Next time, when you have a hard time to solve the weakness of a brother or a sister, all you got to do is, if you have a mirror in your house, go and stand before the mirror. Look intently at the person's reflection in the mirror. And try to figure out if there is any weakness in that person that you're seeing. What do you think? You're going to see any? If we are honest, according to 1 John chapter 1, if we are honest, we're going to find ample. Praise the Lord. But it's not meant to look at and say, okay, I have this weakness, therefore, this is how I'm going to continue. No. The mirror of God's word has been given so that when we see what lacks in us, God wants us to work on it. By the power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has been given to us so that we become overcomers. Let's move on. 
The next one is the emotion factor. Do you know what is the emotion factor? Some dread the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, citing that they will get all emotional and will lose control of themselves. How many of you guys have thought about that? Have you seen people who have been recently filled with the Holy Spirit? Have you seen them? What comes to your mind? What comes to your mind? Euphoric, exuberant, excited. Yeah. Listen, all of us are emotional beings. God has created us emotional beings. How many of you guys laugh? How many of us get angry? How many of us get sad? How many of us get angry? How many of us, us are so excited we jump up and down? We do. And so when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, there is tremendous joy. Yes, we will jump up and down. We'll be excited. We'll be euphoric. We will dance, sing, and clap hands. Hey, how many of you, have you been to a ball game? Where? Knicks. When was the last time you went? Last year. Okay. So you and I, we are sitting. We are on the next game, okay? You and I are sitting. Your, your, your favorite team is Knicks? No. Who's your, who's your team? Lakers. Lakers. Tell me a player. LeBron James. LeBron James. So LeBron James goes, he puts a three-pointer. And Josh, <laughs> Jojo, is sitting like this. Is that how you sit? Yeah. What happens? I'm always excited. You're always excited. Even when you have the issue with the leg, you will what? Jump up and down, right? I might jump higher. You might jump higher. So what makes us think that when we come in the presence of God and we celebrate the victory of the Lord, praise the Lord, I use my mind to think about the goodness of God, but then I have the Holy Spirit in me. Praise God, energizing me. Yes, I was tired when I walked in, but the Holy Spirit came upon me. When the Holy Spirit came upon David, he jumped up and down and he danced. When the Holy Spirit came upon Paul and Silas, they were bound in the prison, but there was some music in the prison. They were not on the keyboard. The chains on their legs and their hands started making sound. The glory of God came down. The power of God came down. There was a breaking of bondage. There was breaking of the bounds. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we might get excited. We might get, we might jump up and down. We might give glory to God because I can hold the excitement. Praise God. There is a power in me. Praise God. That is beyond me. It takes me to a new level. Hallelujah. My song will change. Praise God. My words will change. My tempo will change. My action will change. My disposition will change. My nature will change. Because there is a power that is coming upon me that brings hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. allows me to give glory to God. Paul says this exceedingly great power 
in the earthen vessel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. But people are afraid that they're going to go out of control. People think that they'll go out of control. Praise the Lord. So therefore they want to be, they want to be in control. We all want to be in control, right? Praise the Lord. One of the gifts, one of the fruits of the Spirit, you know, is what? Self-control. Now, there could be out of control, in control, self-control, or spirit control. What do you want? What do you want, Kesia? Out of control, in control, self-control, spirit control. What control? Am I supposed to read your smile? Spirit control. Praise the Lord. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are called the children of God. And when the Holy Spirit is controlling me, if I go wild on that keyboard, or if I jump up and down and give praise to Him, praise God, that is not out of control. That is spirit control. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, don't misunderstand the Holy Spirit. Paul writing to Timothy says, God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of love, power, and sound mind. So this is not something that you go berserk and you have no control and you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you know, no. This is a spirit of what? Sound mind. Praise God. It is a spirit of sound mind. So we need to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, we need to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. If you're not being baptized in the Spirit, you and I need to start seeking God because it's our birthright. Praise the Lord. Remember what Jesus said. If we ask without doubting, God is faithful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He will not withhold this gift of Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. At times, according to James, we do not have because we do not have because we do not ask. Is it that you have not asked, that you have not experienced this experience in your life? God does not show partiality. Hallelujah. He does not show partiality to anyone what he has done for me he will do it for you what he has done for others he will do it for you what he has done for the 120 in the upper room he will do it for you what he has done for the Cornelius household he can do it for your household praise God what he has done for the disciples he can do it for you the question is praise the Lord do we have a desire to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. The writer of Hebrews puts it like this. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Praise the Lord. Therefore, if we ask him, he will definitely baptize us. Praise the Lord. This is an ongoing series and the reason that we are doing is we have, want the church to be prepared. Not just listen to the sermon and go home, but rather start praying like those two elderly ladies 
in Moody's church, only two. And when God filled Moody with the Holy Spirit, he turned the world upside down. Who knows? Your prayer, praise the Lord, would move the hand of God and he will baptize young and old in this church and the dramatic change that awaits us, only God knows. Praise the Lord. So if you are already filled with the Holy Spirit, become that person who would challenge others to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Become that person who will stand in the gap for our next generation. Praise the Lord. If you are not, become that person who would say, Lord, here I am. Fill me with your power. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. All eyes closed. We're going to spend one minute in prayer. Where are you? Do you have a desire to be baptized by the Holy Spirit? Maybe you had this experience in the past. Do you have, have you cultivated a habit of being in the presence of God and experience that infilling of the Holy Spirit? Apostle Paul writing to the Ephesians says, Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine which leads to debauchery, but rather be filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Do you have that ongoing infilling of the Holy Spirit? Can your children and grandchildren witness you having that experience of being infilled, filled again and again? With that evidence of speaking in tongues. Do you use this gift. In your devotion. In your private prayer. In your worship. In your corporate worship. Praise God. Hallelujah. If not. You and I come, need to come to that place. Removing every fear factor. Emotional factor. Anything that stands. Between you and what God wants to do in you. So a moment of prayer to God. Can you shoot a prayer from your heart to him? That this would not just simply be a hearing God's word experience. But allow this to touch your private, personal, devotional life. And may there be a big transformation. Father, we yield ourselves to you. Lord, we've been ministering about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We want, to, want it to become a reality in the house of God. And we pray that you would give us a great hunger and thirst, a drive for this gift of Father. We pray that every person in this church will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And we start moving in administering the gifts of the Spirit, Father. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray.